welcome to the Evans Elementary School podcast, where we get to have some fun, explore new things, and grow our brains. Miss Rollmeyer here, and today is Friday. Woohoo! Let's dive right in and let's start today with our secret sound. I gave you a secret sound a week ago and we got lots of different responses and I shared some of those with you on Tuesday. But as of right now, nobody has gotten the correct answer. Okay, so let me play the sound for you one more time just so you can kind of refresh your brain on what the sound is. Um, So here's the sound. Now, it's going to surprise you because you haven't guessed it yet, but that sound is actually the elevator. So as you press the button and you wait for the elevator to come and there's a ding, but it's actually the door opening up. And so that is what that sound was. So pretty tricky there, but that's okay. I will have another mystery sound for you next week sometime. Now, this weekend is full of all sorts of fun things. And one of the fun things, it is Super Bowl Sunday, which is our national championship football game. Basically, which professional football team is the best? So we have two teams that are going this year, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm about to give you the skinny and all the details that you need to know about this Super Bowl game. So it is Super Bowl 55, which means it's the 55th. Super Bowl that has happened. And the game starts at 5.30. And like I said, it's between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored to win, meaning most people think that they will win, but they only have a slight lead. So it's anybody's game. And this is the fourth time the Kansas City Chiefs have appeared at the Super Bowl. And it's the second time that Tampa Bay has appeared. Now, Tampa Bay is also making history this year because the game is in Tampa Bay. Now, why is that such a big deal? may not seem like one, but the Super Bowl is such a huge game and so many people in the United States and world watch it that when whoever, whatever city or stadium hosts the Super Bowl actually earns a ton of money um, just for their city and for their stadium and for their team. So it's only fair that different teams get to host the game. And so this is the first time that a team that is going to the Super Bowl is actually playing at home. That has never happened before, which is why it is an historic game. Um, So that's kind of cool. Now, both of the teams have pretty popular quarterbacks. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, and Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback is Tom Brady. Now, Tom, Patrick Mahomes is going to be making history because this is his, he is the youngest quarterback to appear in back to back appearances at the Super Bowl. Okay, so super young and already set in goals um, or already set in records. And so, Tom Brady, on the other hand, has been, this will be his 10th Super Bowl. And if he wins, it will be the seventh ring that he has won, which is making history as well. So it's going to be a pretty close game. It should be a pretty good game. Tampa Bay and the Kansas City Chiefs have already played each other this year, and Kansas City won. So a lot of people think that Kansas City is going to win again. Um, But it, like I said, it's anybody's game. And of course, 
halftime is a huge um, attraction to the game because they have all sorts of celebrities who come and play and put on different cool productions. And so I challenge you to kind of tune it in, tune in this year and watch the Super Bowl or maybe watch some highlights or some of the different pieces to it. (laughs) Okay, now this month has also is also Black History Month. And on Tuesday, I shared with you that each podcast this month, I'm going to be sharing a a person who has significantly contributed to the Black community. And today, the person that I'm going to be sharing with you is Ruby Bridges. And what is so fascinating about Ruby Bridges is that the things that she did or when she started really helping to advance the cause of civil rights, she was only six years old which is kind of crazy. Most of the people that we talk about who really advance the cause of civil rights are adults already by the time they're helping with that. And instead, Ruby Bridges was six and she was incredibly brave. So here's what happened. In 1960, she became the first African-American student to integrate into an elementary school in the South. The school district created an entrance exam for African-American students to see whether they could compete academically with the all-white school. Ruby and five other students passed the exam. And like I said, her parents were really torn about whether to let her attend. Her father really resisted having her attend the all-white school because he feared for his daughter's safety. Her mother, on the other hand, wanted Ruby to have the educational opportunities that her parents had been denied. Now, Ruby and her mother, in the end, they decided to send her, and Ruby and her mother were escorted by four federal marshals to the school every day that year. So she was basically guarded every time she went to school. And Barbara Henry was a white Boston native, and she was the only teacher who was willing to accept Ruby as a student and teacher. And all year, Ruby was the only student in her class, which meant that Ruby ate lunch alone. And she sometimes got to play with her teacher at recess. But you know what? Ruby was brave. And Ruby never missed a day of school that year, which is pretty impressive. Think about how many days you might have missed already this year. And she was present every single day. In the end, Ruby graduated from a desegregated high school and became a travel agent. She got married and she had four sons. She later wrote a book about her experiences and she received um, some awards, including the Carter G. Woodson Book Award. And she fought and was an activist for racial equality her entire life or has been her entire life. And in fact, in 2000, she was made an honorary deputy marshal in the ceremony in Washington, D.C. Um, so she has definitely done a lot to advance the cause of civil rights. So that is our person for this. Come back on Tuesday and I'll share someone new with you. Now let's hop on over to our first Peak Friday segment, and um, we're going to peek into a new book. Now, this book is a pretty popular book, but I think it's an important book and a fascinating one as well. Um, It is a graphic novel, meaning the story is told through pictures and dialogue, um, and the story is titled The New Kid, and it's written by Jerry Craft. It's also illustrated by Jerry Craft. Remember, it is a graphic novel, so there's going to be lots of illustrations. (laughs) And this is going to be perfect for anybody who's a fan of realistic fiction. 
Um, also, it has a lot of humor in it. Um, and if you've ever been the new kid and you've experienced having to go to a new school or a new community, you're going to be able to really relate to this kid. Okay. So let me describe this book to you. Seventh grader Jordan Banks loves nothing more than drawing cartoons about his life. But instead of sending him to art school, like he dreamed of, his parents enroll him in a prestigious private school known for its academics, where Jordan is one of the few kids of color in his entire grade level. As he makes the daily trip from his Washington Heights apartment to the upscale Riverdale Academy Day School, Jordan soon finds himself torn between two worlds and not really fitting into either one. Can Jordan learn to navigate his new school culture while keeping his neighborhood friends and staying true to himself? In this um, graphic novel is, of course, an excellent choice for um, my my older readers. So third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, this is an awesome choice for you guys. Okay. So I challenge you to pick up a copy of this book. It is the winner of the Newbery Medal, which is incredibly impressive because it is the first graphic novel to have received the Newbery Medal. It also has received the Coretta Scott King Author Award and a Kirkus Prize for Young Readers Literature. So already this book is going places and in places and winning awards. So check it out. Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you right back here on Tuesday. Bye, guys.